Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 110. This is a podcast about the Division 2, its community, news, speculation, and updates. I am Bond Diesel. I do Division stuff, such as this podcast, supposedly Twitch streams, and some YouTube videos about Division 2. Today, we will do a state of the game recap, Division 2 news and speculation, some community topics, content updates, and that is about it. I want to thank this month's Patreon supporters, Benny Hassan, Christian, Darren, Dale, Tony, Justin, Jimmy, Tim, PK, and DJ. If you would like to support this content or anything else I do, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. Okay, let's jump right into state of the game today. Again, kind of a truncated one because Everyone's working from home and the world is a mess. Um, today we had Hamish, Chris, and Trick talking about TU 9.1, a PTS for TU 10 and future seasons, as well as a little bit of raid talk. Uh, the only uh, 9.1 updates uh, after last week, which gave a lot of information, um, was uh, it's going to release tomorrow, May 14th, depending on when. You listen to this. Uh, so there you go. Um, looks like there's a lot of uh, changes, especially with NPCs and some kind of like uh, elemental or uh, status effect changes. So be sure to check those out. Uh, there's a few other things, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, they did talk about uh, TU10. Uh, it does not have a date yet, but they... Um, they did confirm that it will have a PTS and the dates on that will be announced soon. Uh, the PTS will only be on PC. Um, it may have multiple rounds uh, to test specific things. And uh, it sounded like season two might be associated with TU10, but there were no guarantees or dates set out for season two. Uh, but they did confirm basically that there will not be uh, that season two won't start like immediately after season one. Uh, they did talk about the final um, season one manhunt targets. So Mercury is available. And when you take out Mercury, you uh, get a new mission to fight Jupiter, who is the, the, the final target. Uh, Jupiter, uh, that fight takes place on Roosevelt Island. It's a modified version of Roosevelt that uh, is kind of like how the invaded missions are different than the regular. Uh, this manhunt mission is a pretty highly modified version of Roosevelt Island. Uh, the reward for killing Jupiter is a EMP sticky mod. Um, they did point out that after this event is over, after the season is over, the EMP variant will be available in season two. Once you hit a certain seasonal rank, you will get the previous uh, season's reward. So if you miss out on it, 
then you'll be fine. And the reason that matters is because um, season one will end on June 1st is the date that they're pretty sure they were able to give us. Um, they did point out as well that the 9.1 update will introduce skips and will be able to um, jump you know, to the end of the seasons or will be able to um, you know, skip to whatever level you want to get to to get whatever reward you don't want to miss out on. The final bit that they talked about was um, there are people asking about you know how many raids uh, the game is going to have, and uh, they didn't confirm that how many raids are planned, but they did talk about uh, the the second raid at the metal the metallurgy facility the the mill um, will still be available spring twenty so soon in theory. Um, and they confirmed that the raid won't be in the TU-10 PTS. So, uh, and that was about it. So, uh, so if that's all you wanted, then that's all you need to hear. Uh, if you don't want to hear me rant, um, cause I'm about to. So, okay. So my thoughts on this day of the game, you know, they're doing the best they can. Uh, trick is one of my favorite guests. Uh, they always, uh, bring the passion. I, uh, I, I just very much appreciate uh, Trick's uh, candid attitude about the game and the things in the game. Um, the release of 9.1 tomorrow. Uh, okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, some good changes in there. I'm glad they're happening. Uh, I'll be excited to check them out. <laughs> the TU-10, uh, great. Uh, it'll matter more when we know what that means. Um you know, I assume the raid will come with it. I assume season two, um, but we don't know if there's any new modes, any new weapons or gear or anything coming with it. I assume there will be, um, but we don't know. We don't know anything really. Um, the PTS, that's great. Um, I'm actually one who thinks the PTSs are kind of useless. Um, I think the, the real worth of the PTS comes from the data they get. Um, so obviously they wouldn't do them if they didn't help. So my opinion shouldn't matter. Um, but my issue is that uh, for, I, I think 95% of the people play the PTS um, to, to basically get early access. Um, you're going to see streamers who are only going to do it or only going to play it uh, for some easy clicks and easy views, um, not to test anything, but just to, um, get some, get some attention. Um, I'll never forget that the first PTS they did for division two, it was testing the process to unlock the Gatling gun, I believe. And, uh, unfortunately one of the quote unquote biggest, uh, streamers for this game, um, immediately was complaining about having to unlock it. They just wanted to have the minigun to show their viewers, um, thus defeating the entire purpose of the PTS in the first place and kind of reinforcing some of my uh, attitudes about the PTS that um, I definitely see where it probably helps them a lot. Uh, from a stats perspective, I assume there's some decent uh, feedback they get from people uh, in general. Um, but the PTSs don't really excite me anymore. Um, 
Hopefully, if there is any new narrative content in TU10, they leave it out again like they did before so people can't just basically use it as a season, as an early pass. That's what people got mad about with the first PTS was that it gave everyone access to the first, uh, I think, to the expedition, which made people mad who bought the season pass because they wanted that week early access. Because at the end of the day, the season pass ended up just the, the best thing, quote unquote, from the the season pass ended up being the early access um, and in my opinion the classified assignments but not everyone would agree uh, so hopefully the pts is used appropriately people actually test things that they get some good feedback and it helps out um, they did confirm that the pts will only be on pc and then gave um, what i feel is kind of the same tired explanation to why um, I understand that it's, it's way easier for them to push multiple builds really quickly in the PTS version of the game on PC. It makes complete sense. They push it through Uplay. They're, they don't have to ask anyone for permission to do it. The problem that they always bring up with PC or with console is that they have to verify their builds with Xbox and PlayStation. Um, I assume one, I, I believe that costs money. I believe Ubisoft has to pay for that, um, to submit it. And two, it takes time. My pushback is that I've argued, I find it hard. I find it hard to believe that at least half of the player base is not console. And I've always assumed that it's more than half. Um, if not significantly more, I could be wrong. I don't, they don't release numbers, so we have no idea, but if I, if I had to guess, and my issue is that, um, I still think that one PTS is better than none on console. Now they're gun shy from it because the first time they tried to do this, it was a complete shit show, pardon my French, because they tried to do like the. They like, it was like selective who could do the PTS and it was like kind of a, it was a mess. It was really bad. Um, and so I understand why they're, they're shy to do it again. The problem is, is that the way the game plays on console is so significantly different than PC that if you're doing significant big changes to the game, you know, sure. There's some people who play with a controller on PC but not very many and probably not very many on the PTS. And so they, they make these changes and they do things that significantly impact at least half of the player base. And unfortunately massive, I would just, I, I, I would argue, you know, they, they seem to have a big PC focus. They have a brand like Ingon. Um, you know, they, they seem very focused that, as far as I know, most of the people who I know on the dev team play on PC if they play on their own time. Uh, I do know there's a few notable ones. I think Thylander, when he was on the game, I think he's a PS4 player. Um, I know there's a few other people who are as well, especially over at Red Storm, who's not on the game anymore either. But um, I just, they're kind of dismissal of the differences between the PC and the console. Um, feel of this game 
has been kind of annoying in the first game and has been even worse in the second. Um, now I've had a dev specifically tell me that they've had people tirelessly slave over making this game work as well on console as it does. Um, I believe that 100%. I, I'm not saying that there aren't people working really hard to make this game good on the console. I'm just saying that I think that, that there's kind of a, uh, lackadaisical attitude towards making sure the game is as good on console as it is PC. And if console was like 10% of the player base, I would get it. That's fine. But I bet it's not. And I don't think that's the case even close. Um, So I personally think it's sucks that there's no PTS for console. Um, I understand the current world situation makes it even tougher to potentially do that. Um, but I still hold and, and will argue until the end of time that one PTS round on console is better than none, um, despite the excuses given for not doing it. Uh, they, they talked about the final manhunt. So if you don't want spoilers, uh, skip for a couple minutes or until the ad break or something. Um, the Mercury fight was the same as every other manhunt target. You did some things in each zone. And then there was essentially a bounty for the final, uh, for the manhunt. Uh, it was relatively mundane uh, as, as unfortunately as we've seen before. Um, and then the final fight with Jupiter, um, takes place on the on modified version of the Roosevelt Island map. Um, the stronghold actually pretty cool. Um, it's a completely different path you take through the map. It does present some story elements. It presents, well, I found to be a fairly frustrating new game mechanic with their EMP device that they found or that they're using. Um, they kind of try to say that the cleaners and these rogues were going to invade DC and using this new tech. And I don't, I remember before this all happened, people being like, man, I hope the cleaners invade DC. And I remember being like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would the cleaners like that doesn't make like, why would they do that? It doesn't. And then sure enough, that's what they did. So this is exactly why I never want to know where the hunters are from because I love this game. I love massive. I love all the people I interact with. Unfortunately, I have less than zero faith that whatever quote unquote backstory they come up with for the hunters will be satisfying it'll be something lame. I'm sorry. I just refuse. I have a very hard time believing that whatever they come up with for the hunters would be cool. I think it would be their Russian agents or I don't know. It would be something probably kind of lame. Unfortunately, um, I would love to be proven wrong, but I would rather not. (laughs) Um, so, I mean the manhunt, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk about more after the break, but, uh, the, the EMP, I haven't even tried it yet. Uh, I, I haven't really even seen that much chatter about it quite yet. Um, the, the, the kind of thing about, they talked about the skips and those skips, if I hear it correctly for each level to skip is a hundred points. Um, I don't have the game pulled up right now, but say you're at level 40 or 50, um, you know, 5,000 points to get to the end, um, is a lot. And that's a quite a bit of money. Um, it really should have maybe been like 25 or 50 or 10. Um, the, especially the rewards at the end 
are not good enough to justify people spending more than five or ten dollars to get to the end of the track um, the first i want to say 25 or 50 levels you get quite a bit of gear it feels pretty re rewarding um, but even the premium track at the end of this uh, was so bad uh, but we'll talk about that i'm getting ahead of myself but i think the skips are way overpriced i can't believe um they are being transparent they deserve credit for that um but i think that's a super bad call for it to be that expensive um and then the last bit about the raids i mean i've been talking about this a lot um how many raids are there going to be uh, my prediction and this is you know coming from someone who i consider myself a huge fanboy of this game even if i've been kind of moaning and groaning about it lately um I think this is the last raid. I don't think they'll do another one. And I think that the rest of the game is seasons. I think that we had season one. It lasted what, three months or whatever. Um, I think that we'll get a season two, maybe three and maybe four. Um, and beyond that, I don't know what this game is. Uh, and they haven't given us any expectation. Um, so I definitely don't want to be like a downer or, or seem like I'm, you know, being sensational or anything like that. Um, I don't have any real information because they haven't given us any and I don't have any like inside info. Uh, but I mean, just with the way things are going, we have no reason to believe that this game is anything but seasons and one more raid. Um, maybe we get another raid. That'd be cool. I guess um, the raids are, uh, utilized by such a tiny part of the community it's almost i consider it side content um i don't think the first raid i mean there was a day or two where people were doing it on stream yay let's all pretend like division again it's what's going to happen when this next raid comes out a bunch of streamers who haven't touched the game in months are going to come back pretend it's their favorite game in the world whether they're getting paid or not but we know some streamers are only going to come back if they get paid um because that's how it works and um I, uh, and it's just going to be the same cycle as before. And then after, you know, a couple days or a week, people will forget about it again. Um, I think the raids are really cool. I'm glad we got them in this game. Um, I just don't think they are the, uh, they aren't as big of a deal as they maybe should have been or whatever. Right. They're, they're just, it's side content and it's, and it's, it might as well not exist for what 90 percent of the community that still plays maybe more so i don't know that's cool but i'm i'm just afraid that all this game has left is one more raid and a bunch of seasons or a few seasons not even a bunch um but we'll see i hope i'm wrong and on that super fun note <laughs> we're gonna jump into the mid roll okay so a uh, division one topic so i already kind of jumped on this a bit but i'm just want to kind of give my final season one and manhunt thoughts. Um, I know that the season one isn't over yet. It goes through the rest of this month. Um, there's still a global event and there's still a league left. Um, let's be honest, who cares? I'll check them out. I'll play them. I'm sure there's people who are going to love them. Um, I, I hate dogging on this because I know that a lot of this stuff is trick, um, is tricks. Baby is, is, uh, trick does a lot of this stuff and and what i don't want to take away from anything is that the quality of this content is great it, it's fine i kind of look at it like the expedition um there's obviously a lot of love put into it uh it, it's fine 
but it doesn't stand up on its own. In my opinion, it, it just doesn't hold up on its own without, you know, the, the seasons, even the expedition, like those things would have been great accessories to a bigger thing or a bigger plan. Um, and instead they're kind of being expected to be the workhorse of the content. Um, and just how the expeditions just weren't quite deep enough. Um, the, the seasons really aren't either, uh, kind of what I talked about before, you know, season one started off pretty cool and, you know, it was satisfying to level up basically every time you did like a mission or an activity, um, you got this gear and this new stuff and skins and all these, these cool things. Um, but then, you know, if you look, if you go back and look at the track, like, you know, after about uh, probably level 40 or 50, the rewards like almost disappear. <laughs> and, um, and then, oh, don't even get me started on giving us materials as a reward. Like, no, <laughs> that's like borderline disrespectful <laughs> considering how crafting almost doesn't matter in this game. Um, you know, to, to get these material caches as a reward is it's like borderline insulting, especially if you're full because you still get them, but it just doesn't do anything. Um, but if you look at like the last half of the reward track, uh, you know, if that's the way the next season is, um, even someone like me who buys basically everything associated with this game, I might not buy the premium pass because, I mean, I, yeah, sure. It's cool to have an easy button to get the, uh, the named items and stuff like that. And the exotic even. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's like 10 bucks, I might get it, I guess. Um, but you would almost think that they would like backload the stuff you get, or like maybe the first 10 levels you get a lot. And then like the last 40 levels, you get a lot of stuff. Maybe you have a lull there in like the first half to get people to, you know, like, oh man, well, if I, if I get through this, cause then people play more and um, there, obviously there's really smart people, monetization experts and stuff like that, um, who I'm sure decide how much of this content gets put out and the way it gets put out. Um, but if the next season's anything like this one, I, I highly doubt people are going to pay for the premium pass. Um, I'm sure they'll be like me where they come back for the manhunt target. They maybe mess around with the leagues and the global events a little bit. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I still think this content, I think there's a lot of love put into it. It's a cool feature of the game. But the problem is, is that it seems like the season is the focus of the game now. Instead of new missions, new modes, new things to do, you know, you know, pushing the story forward and stuff. This manhunt barely pushed the story forward. I, at the end, of, you know, when you kill Keener and the Warlords of New York, there's this idea that, oh man, Jupiter is in charge now. Whoa. Jupiter's the new Keener, and now she's, we just killed her. She's dead. After a series of kind of artificially drawn out seasonal activities and manhunt, and we just killed her. So who's in charge now? Who's the, who's the head rogue now? <laughs> we don't know. We killed the rogue. The final Mercury, maybe it was a bug, I don't know. But every time you um, got a new intel on Mercury, on every other manhunt, there was little bits of story you know, comms between Jupiter and the, and the rogue agents. Mercury didn't even have them. <laughs> There's nothing. My guess is that was a bug and I missed out on some story, I guess, but there was nothing. And then you play Jupiter's mission and it was fine. There's some cool story elements in there, but then you kill her and it's just Manny being like, good job, Sheriff. Like, I don't, it just was like so uneventful. It's kind of like when you finish warlords of New York 
I thought when you came back to DC after finishing that mission, there would be a cut scene or something of Manny and Kelso being like, man, that was crazy up there in New York, but now there's a threat here. Like some transition, but nope, you just show up to DC and it's like you never left. Vitaly Chernenko is nowhere to be found uh, with the bioreactor. He's just disappeared. And, you know, that whole, you know, the Coney Island just doesn't matter. Apparently, apparently that didn't happen or, you know, I'm sure that Vitaly's going to show up in the story again. Maybe I, I don't know what's, what was the point of getting the bioreactor? What are we doing with it? Like what's, I just thought, you know, that they kind of made it seem like this manhunt was going to push the story forward and be continued story content. And really it was just kind of these like brooding rogue agents, you know, talking about carrying on Keener's mission, you know, um, and now it's over. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess the next season will be us finding five more rogues and that will, you know, whoever replaces Jupiter, but there was nothing after we killed Jupiter to suggest that now it's just like, okay, I guess we'll wait a month and see if maybe we find out more then. Um, and then like talking about the leagues, I, the leagues are fine. It's an excuse to go run the missions and, you know, a couple times and try to get a decent time and get some caches. The problem is the rewards again are, you know, half of them are materials caches and stuff. Like I don't care about that. I don't want a materials cache. Um, and then the global events, I thought the first global event was okay. The positive negative one, um, cause it kind of felt like the old ones in division one where there was a huge boost if you did it right. And then there was a potential for a negative, um, this reanimated one, I've, I played one mission with it and it, I get it. And it like, wasn't, it just wasn't fun. It wasn't fun to kill enemies and then wait for them to live again and then kill them again. And, and even if you headshot them, they rarely hurt each other and it really only hurt you. So the problem with this last global event, the reanimated one, one, it wasn't zombies. Everyone thought it was going to be zombies. I don't know why it's these global events aren't that big of a change, right? But it really, it just, the, the reanimated one felt all negative. Like it, it felt only bad to me. I didn't find it fun at all. And I didn't complete basically anything of it because I just didn't find it very fun. And that's just my opinion. Of course, I'm sure it seemed like there were some people who loved it. Good for them. Uh, but these global events that what was so cool about the old ones was with the old events, there was like three, I think three levels of them in in the first game. Um, uh, there was always the first level was always active during the global event. And then when you did missions, you could pick the second or third level, which would, um, I believe would always add one more positive thing and a potential negative. But the one that was always active was always helpful. It always helped you basically, whether I think it was like, whether it made the enemy drop the grenade when you killed them or whatever. I mean, with this one, since it's just one thing, you know, I kind of got that feeling again from the first global event, because if you hit the wrong enemy, it would make you, you would get shocked. But if you hit the right enemy, it would kill them really quickly. It was great. I, I thought that was fine, especially once I got into the rhythm of it. But this last one, like I said, it just felt, it just feels all negative. And, and I don't think that's a good thing in my personal opinion. Um, and, and, I, and so it makes me not really all that excited for following seasons because I imagine heaven forbid these, they, they recycle global events and leagues. I, I don't think they would do that, at least not for the next one. 
but we'll have to wait and see. And then the manhunt itself, I mean, I kind of already talked about it. I just, I understand there's, there's budgets and there's manpower limitations and, and, you know, the, I suspect that the scope of division two got knocked down a lot, um, after division two did well, got reviewed really well sold. I mean, it, it was like the seventh best selling game, uh, profit or, you know, income wise in 2019, I mean, it didn't sell to what they expected, but you know, if the first game sold 10, 15 million copies, if this game sold six or seven, that's still pretty good. And, um, I don't remember how the numbers break down, but they're at least close to that. Um, especially with all the sales and stuff. And so, you know, I, I've seen people kind of blame division two and Breakpoint for, you know, some issues at Ubisoft, but it seems like division two, maybe they thought it was going to do a little better than they should have. Um, but then Breakpoint, you know, it reviewed badly. It still sucks. I went and tried to play it again. If you like it, all the power to you. That's great. I went back and tried to play like the realism mode they put in that takes away all the RPG crap. And that game still sucks. The movement's still awful. The gunplay's still terrible. The AI's still dumb. The story's still lame. Like it's still, it's awful. That game's so bad. And and again, if you like it, I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me. I'm stupid. But that game is garbage. It's so bad. And it really seems like, and I've kind of maybe or maybe not heard this from some reliable sources that like breakpoint, like really screwed over basically all of the games, especially division two, because after it failed so miserably, um, Ubisoft pulled back. That's why they delayed games. It's, um, and it probably means I think that, um, division two had content cut, um, or at least some type of restriction or pullback on what would have come with the game. Um, but I don't know that and I have no reliable source to tell me if that's true or not. So it's all speculation, uh, per use, right? So, but the manhunt, it's just, if I, I actually like bounties in this game. Um, I think they're better than the, the first game. The, uh, the problem is they're still, like two spots in each part of the map there there's no variety just like in the first game where you just go to the same spots and do the the bounties but i still do find them fun i mean i, I find them fun to complete um and the rewards tend to be okay you know um but i don't want to do that with the manhunt it, it should be something more unique and it just turns into i honestly find the random encounters with rogues in the open world uh, way more fun than any of the manhunts. <laughs> like that's not how it should be <laughs> like, um, but that's how it is, at least for me. So, and then the final mission, I mean, yeah, it's cool that that you know, Roosevelt Island was modified and they did some good work there. That's a fun mission kind of, I think that mechanic sucks, but it's probably just cause I don't understand it with the EMP. Um, I felt real dumb when I was doing that. Uh, because it took me till the very end to kind of figure it out. And I'm still not hundred percent there, but I just think that it just, if this was supposed to be the headlining content for the rest of the life of the game, I just felt like it, it just should be more to me. Um, the Jupiter thing was okay, but the other manhunt targets just being bounties. I, I, I don't, I don't see like. I'm curious to if anyone is satisfied with that because I'm not. If if there's anyone who finished Jupiter and like, oh gee, Willikers, that that was a hell of a ride. 
I suspect most people are like me or like, no, oh, that was cool. I guess like neat, you know, uh, and then, okay, now what, which is a, something I think a lot of us are asking, you know, now what? Uh, and I don't know when we'll find out because the previous things I've talked about with how they're, they're, they're so secretive and they're, they're so withholding of information. And there, there's this weird idea. It seems that, it like hypes everyone up to not tell us anything and to wink, wink, hint, hint stuff. When I think people really just want some general idea of where this whole thing is going. And if they're wasting their time by continuing to pay attention to it, if you read between the lines, that's kind of how I feel at least maybe I'm the only one. So the second thing I'm going to complain and rant about are the hunters and the, um, and, and are, are the hunters. So I already talked about the global events. We'll skip that. Um, the hunters, when division one came out, you know, with survival, that was really cool. Um, it was surprising. People didn't realize, and they, they, they had this kind of mystique come out about them and you find them at the end and it got to the people where people were like, it got to the point where people were one, one shot headshot him. Right. You know, I mean, people got really good at survival, but they were still really cool. And I just think, uh, from there they introduced the hunters into the underground, which was really cool. That, that made the underground for the last year ish of the game. My favorite thing to do, I would run, I think it was hard level underground with no directives, uh, with a sort of balanced tactician build. So I was fairly weak DPS wise, uh, but I had decent skills. So I was essentially like a hunter and it was fun. My battles with those hunters were a blast and just running through the underground in general was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and then they added them to the legendary missions and to resistance. Now resistance kind of gets a pass cause it's just ridiculous. Like resistance was just a ridiculous mode. There were enemies that you'd already killed showing up or whatever. I can ignore resistance. I personally didn't like it that much and that's fine. Resistance can be whatever it wants. But then when they, they added hunters to the legendaries and in these legendaries, these hunters, they, they, they didn't have like new skills that would challenge you in new ways. They, they didn't do anything unique to other hunters. They inexplicably were working with the LMB, which I believe at one point was said like, no, this isn't canon. It's just a mechanic. Um, and instead of being interesting, they just turned the hunters into super duper tanks um, where even four people with really good builds had to sit there and pump and pump and pump and pump into them. And it wasn't, it wasn't fun. It, it, and it started to hurt the mystique of the hunters. And then we came to division two <laughs> And I was really excited. I was hoping that like, you know, we'd be walking through DC at night and that, you know, your, your, your UI would glitch out and the hunters would attack you. You know, there'd be a hunter that would pop up and the, the fight is on because, you know, they're here trying to kill you. And I thought we had that because people started having their UIs glitch out and they started seeing hunters behind fences who would run away and disappear in the smoke or they would see hunters up at the top of buildings uh, but then when you shot at them, they would, they would disappear. And, and it was so weird to me. I thought eventually people were going to figure out like, oh, if you do this, they'll fight you. And they didn't. And then people before the game even came out, figured out like half of these ciphers, which were the way to fight hunters 
in Division One when it for or Division Two when it first came out. And you did these puzzles and you did this stuff, and I remember being like, "Man, I hope this isn't how they're doing it." <laughs> like, because the puzzles are cool until they're figured out, and then they're tedious. Uh, the fact that you can only do some of them at night. The, the fact that you have to, you know, that you have to go all over the place to do these things just to fight the coolest enemies in the game and going and doing these, those things aren't rewarding. It's not fun, especially once you know it again, the, the hunt for those clues is fun. It was fun watching people figure that out. But then once they were figured out now, it's just this tedious thing that you have to go do. Not to mention that when the game first came out, one of the hunters was bugged and that was not a great look and then warlords of new york comes out and they tease like even at the end of the trailer for warlords of new york there's a hunter and it's like oh damn here we go time to fight some more hunters and i remember seeing people be like yeah hunters sweet sure hope we don't have to do stupid puzzles for him again and then guess what warlords of new york comes out and stupid puzzles <laughs> And again, like watching people figure them out was fun. But now that they're figured out, there's a hunter that you have to do a tedious task and then another tedious task only during the day and then another one only at night in the same game session in a game that has no clock and you have to do these in between certain times. The only clock is in photo mode for some reason to fight a hunter that... And the problem is the hunters, if you spawn them, there's a good chance that it's going to run away and despawn. <laughs> so you go through all of this stuff, play for over an hour to, to do the things and then do the thing during the day and then do the thing at night and then have the hunter finally spawn only for it to run away and despawn. That's not fun. That's a disservice to the hunters. Um, I, I, I wouldn't mind if these hunters with the mask that you can unlock and then the key, you know, the keys and all that, that's fine. But there should be another way. Like I said before, we, you should be able to run around at night, basically the way that these new rogues work, the, the, the NPC rogues that you should be running around and then boom, Oh, they, they, they ambush you and it's time to fight. If there were like regular hunters that didn't reward a mask, didn't reward a key, they were just fun to fight. If that happened, I wouldn't care about these puzzles or how freaking insanely tedious they are. But, but that's not the case. And what I assume is they saw the hype from the first set, but didn't, didn't see the long-term kind of feeling on it and just say, oh, we'll do that again. And maybe again, maybe I'm the only one who feels this way. <laughs> if I am my bad, don't listen to me. I'm an idiot, but I just, I just feel like they've kind of killed the mystique of them by putting them behind this really tedious activity and these really tedious steps. Um, and then the final blow in my opinion was they released two cosmetic sets of hunters. One was locked behind this hilarious system of, you know, forcing you to, refer a friend and then you had to play like two missions with that friend once they bought the game and then you would unlock this yellow hunter outfit which looks fine and then warlords of new york comes out and there's this this awful cosmetic it looks so bad 
nothing fits right. It doesn't make your character like all kind of cool and bulky like them. It just makes them look makes it makes your character look like a kid with like a bad hunter outfit on. Um, it's like a really bad cosplayer. And the fact that we can put on hunter cosmetics at all, like I think I always thought it would be kind of cool if there was a way that we could like take if they did like cosmetics that had like pieces of the hunter, like maybe I don't know when you kill these hunters, you get like kind of a unique cosmetic, like a, a backpack charm or or just something that shows like like a trophy for like I killed a hunter. But what shade agent in their right mind would wear hunter cosmetics? <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense. Um, it'd be really cool if they would have found a way to like modify it where it'd be like a trophy for killing them that you could wear. Like, hey, look, I killed this guy. Not, oh, I am that guy now. Um, because it doesn't make sense. And yeah, I get it. I'm talking about a game where you can wear Bahama shorts and flip-flops. I don't know. I just felt like it could have been so much cooler. <laughs> I'm sorry if I really don't want this podcast to be a bummer, but I'm in like rant city on this one. So just deal with me, I guess. So I don't know. Those are the two big things I had to talk about other than the stay of the game Um, on some community topics. These are really my own topics that I came up with. Um, I didn't know that with um, TU9, they introduced, I think it was TU9. Uh, a 11th echo was added to New York city. Um, but as far as I know, no one has found it. Um, so I, when I did some digging online, I found, um, that people are talking about that. It's this echo called, um, pleased to meet you, uh, Mr. President or something like that. Uh, yeah, please meet you, Mr. President. It's supposed to be, uh, Faye Lau's first meeting with Ellis. Um, I don't know where people got that information, um, but I know for a fact that there were only 10 echoes when Warlords of New York released, and now there's 11. And there's one missing, and I can't find it anywhere. Um, I was I'm, I was collecting all the comms last night because I haven't really taken time to do it. And I found that, yeah, this echo is missing, one. And two, that I'm under the impression that people haven't even found all of the comms. Um, I think there's one or two Aaron Keener comms that people haven't found yet. Um, and there's a couple from some of the other subjects that they haven't found either. Um, I need to do a little bit more digging on that, but I'm pretty sure. And the problem is, is that for a week or two after it all came out, people were tracking that and there were threads on Reddit and on the forum and people were like really into it. But the problem is now that, you know, the ones that weren't found probably just won't be found by a big community effort um, because attention on the game has kind of waned. Um, so if you know more about this than I do, especially this missing echo, please let me know in some capacity. I, I'm kind of a completionist when it comes to the comms and after collecting a bunch of the comms, I really want to do my Intel Insights series again, because some of the comms are really interesting. I think, um, some of the background of the, of the lieutenants that Keener had and, um, Keener helping that family through, uh, the crisis and things like that. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in that. Uh, and then the final bit of info here uh, about the game on Reddit, if you check it out, if you like sharing builds and stuff like that on social media, uh, there's a there's a beta three of a system. Um, I, I, I'm not going to name off the website because it's just a bunch of letters and numbers. So um, if you look on Reddit and look for like build tool, um, there's a beta three uh, that just got released where you can... Um, pretty succinctly show off your builds and, and, and share builds that you uh, think are worth playing with. So check that out. 
Uh, and the final thing is there's a video of my final fight with Jupiter. I recorded the whole thing. I did cut about 15 minutes off the end of it because I um, had a tough time figuring out uh, that the final part of the mission and ended up dying like five times. Uh, so I cut all of that out and just show my final run where I, I actually finished the mission. Um, so you'll see it go from, I think, daytime to like dusk and a dust storm <laughs> it's uh and i tried to sync it up where it would like as you're jumping over a fence into the final part i tried to make it kind of smooth but i'm terrible at video editing so it didn't work very well all right and that's gonna be it for this uh show if you can please take a moment to rate this podcast on whatever platform you listen to it helps the show get noticed if you would like to support this podcast and my other content please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast i am bond diesel on twitch and at bond diesel on twitter you can check me out there if you want any echo cast or bond diesel merch check out bond live slash merch that's all i have so until next time I'm gonna go